Mercury retrograde messing everything up. <laughs> we are live. It's Samina's House podcast. I'm your host, Mina. Say what? It's episode. No. What happened? <laughs> That's- what <was> that? <laughs> I don't know, girl. I told you it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> but it says it's only me and you in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Mina. Say what? Did you say your name? No, I'm Shayna B. And apparently we joined by some special guests that we don't know who or where they're at. Child, I know what what, what we don't have. We don't have Dexter or uh, Garnett joining okay. us today. <laughs> I know that. I don't know who did join us, but I know who's not joining us today. <laughs> no, Dexter might pop in. Who knows? So I was telling Shayna, it's Mercury retrograde. It's it's a time where communication is difficult. Technology is failing. Has that happened in your life, Shayna? Yeah, technology. I mean, my computer moves slow all the time. And even <laughs> trying to get one here tonight, it was like moving extra slow for some reason. Uh, so, yeah. Is and then miscommunications. Like, I just had a miscommunication with my sister and I feel bad. But then I'm like, I didn't really do anything. It was just like a small miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But she's taking it too far. It's Mercury retrograde. Right. So she's blaming Everything that goes wrong on Mercury retrograde. I was supposed to go on vacation to one place and now it's ending up that I'm going somewhere else and it's Mercury retrograde. That's what it is. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. Everything. Um, Let's hop into what's in our feed. Hopefully Dexter wakes up from wherever he's at (laughs) and joins us at some point. Um, Dave Chappelle being canceled. Did you watch the the Netflix special, Shayna. I did. And what do you mean being canceled? You mean trying to be canceled? No, he's canceled. He is not canceled. He's canceled. They pulled him off of Netflix. He's no, canceled. they didn't pull off of Netflix. I thought they did. No, Netflix said they standing by it. And somebody brought out a good point with Netflix. Wait a minute. They did. And they actually, they suspended, apparently, and this is the more scandal, they suspended an employee who came out against it. Wait a minute. I didn't read that. When did that happen? See, I Mercury read the that they are not pulling it. They will not pull it. I was telling everybody and their mama that they pulled it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is what I say. Somebody brought up a good point. They said they were like, but y'all know Netflix watched it before we did. I was like, now that is true. That is true. They were like, Netflix was very clear on what the content it was. Very clear on that it would be very talked about and controversial. And they were like, so if Netflix ain't want to put it out, they want to put it out. I'm like, that's true. But my thing was, but you do, sometimes we have things that happen and then people take it back afterwards because they might not realize how big the controversy is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I did have to think about that. Like, right, Netflix clearly viewed this special fully before we got to see it. So what did I read? One of those hoax. What hoax website? So there were people that were pushing Netflix to cancel it. I and swear to you, I saw Netflix. Decides no, to when I it. saw it, it was like, sure. wow, okay, Netflix is standing behind it. But like I said, now there is some controversy, and I did see a story. Now I don't know if it's true that Netflix apparently suspended an employee that had very strong feelings about it. Now, if that's true, to me, that will be kind of telling because it's not because it's, it would be. You know, be too hypocritical. You can't say like, okay, well, we stand by Dave Chappelle to say what he wants to say, but then we want to suspend an employee for speaking up against not right. agreeing with it. So if that's true, that would be problematic to me. 
Well, um, I think that is actually true because when I just Googled it, that's what came up. Netflix yeah, see, suspends with that, if anything. Netflix suspends trans employee who tweeted about Dave Chappelle special. And to me, that's not right. So if you if you're going to stand behind Dave and say, "Hey, we stand by him. It's freedom of expression, freedom of speech," then how is your employee exempt from that? And and again, I have various feelings about the special. I did watch it. I think Dave Chappelle and I. I'm actually. It's interesting to me to see what the other comedians are saying. And Damon Wayne spoke out, and he said like Dave Chappelle freed other comedians and how they have to be PC and they're scared to walk the line because they're scared of sponsorships and everything. All I want to say to that is everybody ain't David Wayne and Dave Chappelle. So all y'all comedians, <laughs> right. don't try it. Right. <laughs> don't, don't let Damon Wayne and Dave Chappelle <laughs> hype you up because you will be canceled. Okay? <laughs> so I found the tweet from the trans person. It says, I work at Netflix. Yesterday, we launched another Chappelle special where he attacks the trans community and the very validity of transness, all while trying to put us against other marginalized groups. You're going to hear a lot of talk about offense. We are not offended. Okay. So maybe they're just mad. Maybe they have like a clause. And maybe why he got suspended wasn't, or she or she or they got suspended because, not because they have an opinion but maybe there's like a clause about like what you can and can't you know certain jobs have social media clauses of which you can and can't talk about so maybe it was more because it's a violation of like their social media policies more than its opinion so this says that a spokesperson for netflix said it's absolutely untrue to say that we have suspended any employee for tweeting about this show our employees are encouraged to disagree openly and we support their right to do so. So apparently this employee, along with two other employees, were trying to attend a director level meeting that they weren't invited to. So that's probably why they got suspended. Okay, see, they was doing the most. And that's how rumors start. Because you see how they chopped it up to be like, because they spoke out against. Y'all were trying to be in places you weren't invited to. Right. <laughs> and, it was, and it was bad. So I'm kind of happy that they haven't pulled it because I actually haven't watched it yet. And literally someone said it to me the other day, said you better watch it before they pull it. And I think it's on my bucket list tonight to make sure they I watch it. But here's what I gathered from it. Right. Based off the clips that I saw on social media. So there was the one story. Well, first he started saying that, you know, in America, you can kill basically what the gist that I got was you can kill a black man and get away with it and become a millionaire and be successful. But the second you talk about the LGBTQIA plus community, that's it, you're canceled. So he used the baby as an excuse for that. Now, when I watched that clip, I didn't interpret that as an attack on, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. I interpret that, that I interpreted that more so as a commentary on our society where someone can literally kill someone else and rap about it and still be successful and no one's upset about that. But then they're upset about commentary about other communities. So for me, it was more so like a commentary on how certain communities are more organized than others, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you can say certain things about some communities and you can be fine, but you could say something about another community and that's it. Your life is over. That's how I interpreted that. Then the second story that I, I read about was about, 
the trans, um, his trans friend who he met through his commentary, um, his commentary about trans people. Mm -hmm. He developed a relationship with a trans comedian, had that comedian open up for him. Mm -hmm. The comedian did terrible. However, then Dave started to like, kind of like pull him into his own show the not him, but the trans person, her. And, um, and then that trans person found their funny, I guess, or, and then was defending Dave and then social media and other peoples of the community started attacking this trans person. And then this trans person, Pat killed himself be or her herself 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 so it's a man who transformed into a woman okay killed herself again i didn't watch the special so i don't really know the specifics so that's what i that's how i interpreted what the error is in the actual special is that accurate and i was gonna say you're pretty spot on and i guess the thing is People are missing the message. And I think that's why like Netflix is like, we're not going to cancel it because of course he makes these obscene jokes. He's a comedian. So he, of course he takes jabs and makes fun and takes it to the extreme, but he, he starts it and ends it with, this is my point. And he talks about that, that this is my point. It's not about, it's, it, it's more a society thing. And when it comes down to color and the color of your skin really determining and can change the trajectory of what happens. And again, again, because when he started with the baby, I really didn't know where it was going. And then when he got where he was going and then continued to go into it throughout, I'm like, no, he he's kind of right. Like, and he spoke about that. Like you said, like, pointing out how certain communities are marginalized he actually said like black people are envious of the lgbtqia community right because you've made so you've been able to make so many more strides in your cause than we're able to you know you're able to get things done more effectively than we're able to and he does he says that is his point and so again i think people get lost in the jokes that he makes like oh he's making fun or he's disrespecting but he's got to do that because as much as he is, you know, Dave Chappelle is different. Anybody that thinks like that we're going to get a Dave Chappelle special and it's just totally going to be like these laugh and laugh and laughs. He's he's a, a, a thought person as well. He's going to make you think. So, yes, he makes those jokes, pushes the line. We all laugh, but he comes back to what his actual thought process was. And ironically, again, the trans person that he became friends with, her family has now come out and spoke out and said the same thing. Like you guys are mixing the message. You're not hearing what they, we've all seen a special. We know how much he supported her and supported the community. He is a friend to the community. You are missing his point and you are proving his point, you know? So I, I thought that was definitely, you know, telling that her family would also come to the defense and try to push the point. And somebody actually said, they said, you know, it's ironic. Obviously she was Caucasian. And they said they were like, if people back off because her family is stepping forward, again, it kind of goes into what he's saying about a color thing as well. Like, you know, when you are of a certain color, things go different. But I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was one of his best pieces in just his evolution of being able to be like a comedian and being able to take you to a subject that is really deep. And have you thinking on a level that, because again, comedy is just comedy most of the time. You just, you want to laugh, but he took a very heavy subject, gave us some laughs, but really made you think about what he was saying as well. 
Yeah. And I, you know, again, I'm going to watch the full thing. So I get the full context. I'm happy that I kind of interpreted what was going on, (laughs) even though I didn't even watch it. But what I will say is I think that I think people get lost sometimes in um, kind of the minutia of certain things. I mean, we know that Dave hasn't been an ally to that community. Say what you want. Right. Said enough to piss that community off. So I think that they already have like, something you know they already have something against him so even if he utters the word lgbt they're gonna jump on him but i think that people really need to take away the fact that literally all communities need to be this way yeah you know all communities need to be this way if there's something wrong you lobby you speak up you protest it's crazy i was having this conversation with a friend and in the hood in Philly, there's certain neighborhoods where literally there's no parking, no parking. Yep. So people park on the street, on the street, <laughs> on the sidewalk where you walk. They park there and people don't get told. People don't nope. get ticketed. People are just OK with living in a neighborhood where they you, there's no parking. So you park on the street. It's crazy to me. You black other people in and it's normal. Hello. <laughs> you. It's a one way and you parked in the middle of the street for the night night and everybody's okay with that and i i i remember telling my i I was telling my friend i said you know in certain neighborhoods this would never fly Mm -hmm. people would be at their council person's you know door lobbying Mm -hmm. for parking garages and 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 you know it would be a serious problem there's no parking i gotta park on the damn sidewalk that's unacceptable (laughs) and i literally this is what i talk about i some some communities and some people and this is a, 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 a primarily Spanish neighborhood. This, this is my people, you know, like it's like there's no like sense of like, hey, let's fix this. I don't know. I, maybe there is. I don't know. But the the pressure is not being applied to the point where someone feels like they got to resolve the problem. Right? right. Right. And it's like that's really what the issue is. Like some people are just okay with living how they're living or being treated, how they're being treated. And maybe they might not know their options. They might not know that they can write to the council person. They might not know that this is something they can ask for. And if they don't get it, they can, you know, vote the council person out or vote someone else in. It it takes an amount of organization required and action to get things done. That community has that. So it's like, I think that's the bigger thing here. Like all communities need to have this. And for the people that like are offended, I'm like, he's a comedian. He makes fun of Asian Americans. He's married to an Asian American. Like, so that's why I guess I get, get too frustrated with people. Like, do you understand what a job is as a comedian? And again, this comedian has taken it to different level and different heights of how how he performs and what he does. He even touches on like the Asian brutality thing, but he doesn't touch on it too much. And I thought that was interesting, but I realized because I think, you know, he made some jokes and different things. He didn't want his main message to get lost and it would have got lost if he kept going into that, but he did touch on it. And again, probably because his wife, his kids, you got to touch on it. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I I thought, and I, again, I go back to when everybody's like, Netflix should have never had, they should cancel it. And then when somebody said to me like, what part of people don't realize that Netflix had to okay it? And I'm like, yeah, that's actually super true. <laughs> he was like, yeah, they had like screenings and everything for it before it got to us. I'm like, yeah, that's very true. You know what, though? I find myself kind of like in a rock and a hard place when it comes to comedians because I, I get that people are like, well, they're telling jokes and it's just comedy. But again, sometimes 
comedy is a way to perpetuate certain ideas, right? Yeah. And certain and certain ways of thinking. So I kind of get, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't know what the, what, what the right answer is, but take it on the other end. Say there was a person cracking jokes about white supremacy. We would want them canceled. We would want them down. We would want them to stop. So it's like, I don't think that comedy is a green flag to just say whatever you want, because sometimes it's going to be some, someone maybe, maybe perpetuating, negative or stereotypical things about you or the people that you represent and spreading racism. I don't think comedy should be, uh, you know, a place where people can hide uh, under the guise of I'm doing comedy. I'm a funny guy to say these inappropriate things. So I find myself in a difficult place with that. Yeah. And again, I would say like, for, and I saw one uh, famous transgender that was like, I didn't watch it. But again, she gave her opinions on what she thinks it is. And I'm like thinking like, you should watch it. Because I think she takes it like, oh, he is, you know, putting down the trans community. And, and again, that's not really the message. It was more, it was more the organization and the beliefs and how it's portrayed. And again, the baby is a perfect example, because you're the one that told me about the baby killers. I'm like, I didn't even know because it wasn't, it wasn't put out there how when this other thing happened that was just as horrible, like, again, it's just as bad, or it, it is bad, I'm not gonna say just as bad as taking somebody's life, it was also bad, but we didn't hear about it the same way we heard about that. And that was more his point is like, whoa, like, wh how unbalanced are we as a society? Yeah, I mean, I, the thing about the baby is I think people justify it because they say it, he says it was self-defense. But then he bragged about it in a song. Right. And still, we never really heard. Like, when you right. told me, I heard, like, Wikipedia, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't as hyped up as the other incident was. Yeah, but a lot of the times in, in, in rap, those kinds of things are glorified. So it really comes down to, like, culture, right? Like, right, right. what do we accept as a culture? And, like, if you want people to be offended by certain things, then stop normalizing it almost. Right. You know but what I'm saying? But then it came down to a color thing too. Like, but if it wasn't another black male that the baby killed, would it be different? If it was, it might've been. Right. So, but, but again, people need to be outraged about that. You right, know? right. And, and it doesn't even happen. I mean, half these people don't even listen to the baby's music. I highly doubt, you know. No, most of the people that heard what happened right. never heard of the baby. That's what right. I'm saying. It's so it's like, they don't know kind of like the backstory of it. So it, it co really comes down to the, the community and the people that are listening to, mu to the music to be upset about the contents of the music. And some people are just not, you know. Yeah. It, it's so it's like a catch 22 almost. <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause I think I, I saw Michael Blackson say something like, Oh, I bet you the, you know, the community, the community didn't even know about the baby you're snitching. You know, yeah, I, Michael I Blackson said you yeah. they didn't know about the baby killing the person you're snitching or whatever. Yeah. I don't think the people that are mad about the LGBTQIA, a lot of them, you know, I'm probably general generalizing, but that community is so large. It's not just people of color. It's just right. not black people, Spanish people. It's encompassing of all different races. I'm pretty sure um, colors and shapes and sizes. I'm pretty sure they all don't listen to the baby. So they wouldn't know what's going on with his music. So it comes down to the people who are fans of him to check him and be like, bro, you this is not cool. But that doesn't happen. Right. And that's the point is he said you're snitching about something that is public knowledge. And it wasn't like it's a secret right. that we don't know about. <laughs> exactly. Now, moving on in our feed. Um, so we're based in like Philly, New Jersey, you know, Delaware, that area. 
And Ben Simmons has been a huge story here locally. So he has missed multiple preseason games, multiple practices. We know that he listed his condo for $3.1 million in Philadelphia, uh, you know, as as late as last week. Mm -hmm. So it seems like he was really checked out. He had no communication with anyone on the staff. Players, including Joel Embiid, tried to fly out to L.A. to just have a personal conversation with him. And he told them to stay your ass in Philadelphia. Don't <laughs> hop on that plane. I'm good, love. Right. <laughs> so it really seemed like he was over it and he was going to kind of like take the penalties that come with you not participating when you have a contract with a team. And his contract is he has four years left on his contract. And then out of nowhere. Right. We think that he's out of here. He's about to get fined. He don't care. Out of nowhere, he shows up in Philadelphia, did not inform the 76ers staff, takes a COVID test, now is having conversations with the organization. And this is craziness. His condo is literally listed for sale. Where are you living, bro? <laughs> Yeah, probably still the condo. He probably got to move out because it's been so recent that he put it on the market. Right. But I think it's just crazy. And I think so. So he was fined some money. And that's part of my philosophy. a million dollars. The only reason why he came back is because when he started realizing, even though we all talked about and they've clearly talked about even in the national news, how much he actually stood to lose. I don't know if it was like a chicken thing. Like you didn't think the team was really going to get their money and take it from you, bro, when you're not showing up. And then when you realize like, oh, I'm not going to get. Well, that was one of the things that I heard was he there is like a clause. And, you know, with the with the MVPA and when you get traded to another team, he assumed he was going to get the money back when he eventually gets traded. And he's not like you forfeit the money, period. You're not getting it. It's a fine. So I think that that's part of why he came back. I think it's so, you know, and and again, I love the Sixers. I love the team. I love the different players. But Ben, for me, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so disappointed in not just you as a Sixer, but as an NBA player. There are people that die for that dream to, to be where you are. And, to, and we all take stuff for life and granted in our positions. But to take it so for granted, bro, they tried. You wanted to be traded. They tried to trade you. They yeah. couldn't, bro. And then I'm hearing you're like, you too high profile to go to certain markets. Clearly you're not. They didn't even want you. You you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to come when a player knows he wants to go and you don't have value. You come and you play to the level that makes a team want you. Want you. Because then this attitude that you display really don't make a team want you. They're like, well, what are we going to get? He ain't that good. He's a diva. And look how these stunts go pull. And then to your point of him telling the team. So we hear this report yesterday, very early, that his agents were talking to the team to start talking. And then Ben just shows up. Right. So for all those people that are like, oh, no, he really cares. I'm like, that action showed you didn't care. Because clearly, like, the communication was starting to say, okay. It's almost like, like a marriage or, you know, like, like, let's broker the deal to get him back. And you basically say, screw all that. I'm outside. Open the door. Like, what? <laughs> like, so you're, again, you clearly, your behavior and your thinking and the selfish attitude to me shows is definitely not changed. Yeah, there's definitely a selfishness and a pettiness. And, you know, he was looked at differently when he did not perform on a basketball level. But now there is um, a black mark on his character. 
you know, and it kind of goes up a notch, right? If you mess up in basketball and you get better, we can forgive you, right? We can yeah. forgive you. We can move on. I mean, we're mad, but you've actually taken it to a more personal level where now the fan base wants nothing to do with him. I mean, I saw a picture of a man wearing a Ben Simmons jersey and he had cut out his name. <laughs> He cut his name out. Just don't wear the jersey. Like, and it just says number 25. Like, I'm going to get my money's worth. Right. He (laughs) cut the whole name out. So it's like, how do you come back from that? How do you come back from telling your teammates, no, don't come see me? How do you come back from telling, you know, allegedly? And he, you know, you know, he was smart because a lot of things came out in the news that were alleged, he didn't say anything out of his yeah, mouth. So he could easily be like, well, I ain't say that. I didn't say that. But it came out that he felt some type of way because he felt like they were literally constructing the whole team to Joel Embiid. And Joel had to address that. Like, no, we contru- we constructed the team around you as well. We got rid of Jimmy Butler because you wasn't yeah. getting the ball. And so, how is that how is that locker room supposed to like that's again, where I was going with this? You've done so many personal things and so much has been said that how do you go back into the locker room and how does Joel Embiid look at you with respect? How does the fan base look at you with respect? Not only did you quit on the court, but you quit personally. How do the younger guys on the team look at you? Tyrese Maxey has been starting for him. How does he look at him? Yeah. Like, bro, you get to come back and just hop into a spot that what I, that I have busting that, my butt for? You're a veteran now. So what precedent does that set for these young guys who are very impressionable right. about how they should behave and act in the league, whether they stay on this team or go to another? Like, and then when we talk about the locker room, like your coaching staff, again, you didn't say directly, but indirectly, you basically said you didn't like the way Doc came at you. And he even apologized. Saying like, you know what, I did kind of come at him. But again, I don't know what age you live in that these guys is that soft that you can't. Like, normally that will fuel a guy. Like, a fuel a guy to want to do better, show up and do what he needs to do. I think it's just like, it's so upsetting to hear our head coach say, oh, I didn't know he would, what did he actually say? And it was a little bit of a shade. I laughed when he said something like, oh, I didn't even know. I guess, you know, if I want to keep up, I'll have to ask Woj, you know, who Adrian Wojnarowski. But I'm like, for the head coach to say that about his player, that I, I I guess for me to keep up with this guy, I'm going to have to find out news from an NBA insider. Like, it's just so messy on so many levels. And, and I almost feel like, so some people are like, well, he's going to play good because, you know, he wants to get traded. And we got to look at this like, this is okay for us. I'm like, that, and you know, meaning you played sports. That, having a cancer in the locker room like that, is very it's terrible i don't i don't want him i'd rather he just stay home to be honest i just think that regardless of what people say in the media and you know you have to show face for the media that locker room is going to be different he's going to be looked at different um the respect level is not going to be there and he's going he's going to feel the effects of his immaturity and it's going to come from all angles. It's going to come from the fan base. It's going to come from the coaching staff It's going to come from the locker room. And this just goes to show that you can try to kind of bully people into doing what you want them to do in the NBA. But at the end of the day, it's just going to come back and bite you in the ass. If you don't have James Harden level talent period. Mm -hmm. And you don't 
like right. LeBron level. You know, right. LeBron wouldn't actually. I don't feel like I don't, LeBron, LeBron would, would never do that. He would do this. So he would never it, do. Even I mean, and LeBron has his own set of pettiness, but and he yeah, has a, LeBron has a whole bunch of power that I don't like. He's out here firing coaches. Like he wants to compete and he wants to prove to people. Right. He wants to prove it on the court, and that's my thing with Ben. Like it, it's proving. That's where you put it all in is on that court again. Whether it was to prove that you could be a better player at another team and increase your trade value, or to prove to the city I'm not who y'all think I am to your teammates. That's where you were supposed to do it is on that court and not through social media. And again, leak a story. Then you put up a post of you chilling at your pool like you unbothered. Leak another story, or they talk about trading for John Wall. Then you put up your uh, uh, a video laughing at John Wall. Like that's not how the players that we know and respect. That's not how they behave and act. I I will say, um, you know, I just think that moving forward, he's gonna realize um, the effects of his pettiness and is. You know, he doesn't have the personality to win people back. You know, let's say like if it was like Joel, Joel right. has the personality to win you back. Like you he can literally do the worst thing and then he'll do something or crack a joke. You're like, right. I love this guy. Right. And you forget team, about all the right. right. He'll do something that you he doesn't have hearing. the personality to win people back. He doesn't have this endearing quality. You know, he's very stone and and um kind of put together and and really um reserved mm -hmm. and i i <laughs> it's gonna be very I'm interesting <laughs> i just don't think it's a good idea to have him in the locker room and it it's gonna show and and this is something that you're not gonna be able to get over at all but the, on the other positive tip the sixers will probably be in the national news a lot so, <laughs> but it's going to be a distraction, and that's the other the sad part. It's a distraction for the guys that want to play and want to play hard. This might be a humbling experience for him as well. Like teams aren't willing to put up a lot of assets for him, right? You know, he probably felt like, well, I can go somewhere, and they, you know, they'll they'll put up assets for me. Like, no, people teams are not willing to compromise valuable assets to get mm -hmm. Ben Simmons in, in in return for a trade. So maybe this is a humbling moment for him, for him to understand you don't have the leverage that you think you have and you got to get better as a player to get that leverage. Yeah. Period. Uh, moving on. This is so interesting. It's, it's funny. We're talking about the baby. Um, Fat Joe has said that the baby is the new Tupac. Which I don't even understand. And it gets, so it gets under and I love Fat Joe, but it really gets under my skin how people want to compare like new people to like other people, like some people cannot, you can't even compare to them. Like this whole Drake is the new Michael Jackson. Like oh Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson and Drake is Drake amazing, is <laughs> but this is not, you know, I, when you compare the numbers, absolutely. Right. But when you compare the impact to a culture, to a industry, to the, to the music world, it's not the same. Right. So it's like, I just hate these comparisons that people make. I don't think the baby is anywhere on Tupac's level because Tupac had a side of him that was very revolutionary. He fought for his community. He cared. You know, he, he had political commentary in a lot of his music. That is not what the baby does. He was not only a rapper. He was literally, truly a writer. He was an actor. He was this full artist. 
And again, just his background, everything he went through. I, I love Fat Joe. He is one of my favorite people. But I was like, wait, Joe, what did you did you have a couple too many sips before you came out with this comparison? Or did you get some tied and you just was like, Tupac, like what happened here? You know what? No comparison. Tupac used to get in trouble a lot, and he just didn't care. He had this "I don't care" attitude, but that doesn't mean that you can compare the baby to him because he's similar to that. And it's like trouble. I don't care. It's not the same. It goes back to your point with Drake and Michael and the numbers. Because my argument always with people in the numbers too is. Yeah, but look how music is consumed and you purchase music and buy music. Like if Michael Jackson probably had like, it might be different. His numbers could be astronomical. You had to really go buy that 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 album or go out and buy that cassette and go to the record store, wait in line to get it. Where now you could do it from the easier phone. So even if the comparison was the way that Tupac got in trouble, that's just one facet of, of who he was. And again, even when he did get in trouble, I would say he was different than the bait and he probably was more outspoken, good, bad, or different, even when he was in those situations than the baby has been. But again, a lot of where he came from, you know, and, and what he spoke about was just so different. And, and I'm with you. Like, I just don't like to compare it. Like, it's just like people trying to compare Tupac and Big. They were two different artists, two right. different phenomenal artists. There is no comparison. So, you know, it, it, we might do it in families. Like, she act just like th- this person when she do this. But that person is a different person. And, of course, the baby is running with it like, haters going to be mad. Fat Joe know what he's talking about. And I'm like, mm-hmm, see. And this is another reason why I don't right. want you to give him that comparison and think that he's on that level. No, absolutely not. I mean, even just intellectually, the things that Tupac used to say in his music, it's the baby's not giving that. No. <laughs> You're not getting an intellectual song from the baby. <laughs> the best comment I saw was the only person the baby is like, is the 2021 version of the baby. I was like, exactly. <laughs> right. I, I don't see it. I don't know what Joe's talking about. So <laughs> he gonna, uh, he gonna have to explain that one a little bit. All right, let's hop into our topic because this happened to me in real life and I was like, this has to be happening to other people. So there are literally people getting discriminated against right now because of this vaccination situation. So look, I'm fully vaccinated. I am on board with the vaccine, but I also understand that different people have religious beliefs. They have medical issues. Maybe they're taking medicine for something already. They don't want to convolute it by adding something unknown to their body. There there are so many reasons for people not to be on board with the vaccine, right? That is their personal choice, right? As long as you can provide a negative COVID test, I think you should be fine. However, I went to an establishment to eat. And this establishment in Philly was inside of a theater, uh, the the Kimmel Center in in Philadelphia. So I did not know that you had to abide by those rules in order to go eat at this establishment. So they asked for a vaccination card. The person I was with did not have their card. So I'm like, okay, well, they require vaccination cards. There's a CVS down the block. Let's go to the CVS. Get a negative COVID test. We should be able to go eat dinner. It's not a big deal. You know, they said they don't accept negative COVID tests. That they only accept vaccination cards. So that happened to me. That same weekend, I went to um, New York Comic Con. Again, in order to get into Comic Con, you need a vaccination card. No negative COVID test. 
Then I went to a bar afterwards to eat and drink food. Same thing, vaccination card. So we're getting into this thing where the vaccination card is almost like an ID and mm-hmm. the Holy Grail. And the negative COVID test is being like shunned, which I don't understand because you can still get COVID with the vaccination shot and you can still spread COVID. If you have a negative COVID test, I would think that's more just equally or more validating than a vaccination card because you know, we know you don't have COVID. So literally I was discriminated against (laughs) from going into this restaurant because the person I was with did not have a card, so we could not go in, right? And I'm sure this is happening everywhere. I'm really upset about it. I think it's wrong. I think that it should be one or the other. But in order to make the processes easier, I guess establishments are saying, let's just take the vaccination card. I don't think it's right. But what do you think about it, Shayna? Is, yeah. is it discriminatory? Have Has it happened to you? It has not happened to me, but I know, well, it almost happened to me. I think when I was in New York, I was aware that this was already happening at certain extent because at first it was very much you have either or and some establishments in New York are still like that. Um, but I knew that a lot of private restaurants specifically had changed over to like only vaccination card. So, you know, I was with somebody who's unvaxxed. And again, I am fully vaccinated, but I'm fine with people who are not. It's everybody's choice. Um, so we just kind of avoided those ones that we knew were only, um, you know, vaccination cards. And now it like, it requires a little bit more research, especially when you're going out in a mixed group like that, like where we really had to look like, or call like, hey, what do you require? Okay, well, we can't go there. We got to go here. I do think it's a shame because I understood, like you said, I understood. And because I do feel like people should have the right to the vaccine for whatever their reason is. Um, I, I thought that was okay to ask for either or. Um, what I also don't think is okay is some places, and I'm gonna bring it up because it's in New York again, like I guess on Broadway, most places you either have to have either or. So, but it has to be obviously within a certain timeline. So for example, if you bought tickets to, to Hamilton, just put it out there because I had a friend that did this. She did get, and, and this goes back to your point. She got her first vaccination shot. So she thought she was gonna be cool, but because they told her you're not fully vaccinated, you only have one shot, so you need the COVID test. She had the COVID test and it came back positive, although she had her first vaccination shot. Right. Which again, why I feel like this card don't really mean anything. At all. What I don't like that these um, places are doing, they will not give her, I get not a refund, but not even an exchange on the ticket. So you just lose your money on the ticket. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's not really fair either. If we're living in this age, in this day and age where everybody has to understand you got to be flexible, like... I just feel like there's so many types of discrimination. Like, so now you told me to do what I needed to do. I did it. And now I can't even, I just lose my money. Like that's it because I had this. It's just so many layers that I feel like places haven't thought about. I knew Philly was potentially going to that in some of the places I think they were. And and I get that some of it is trying to push people to get, which I don't like, like push people to get the vaccine because I think I heard it was going to be gyms, restaurants, and like something else in Philly where it may transition to everywhere. You have to have this vaccination. I actually did download and I'm telling you to the download the, the clear app, like the clear app that you can use for airports. You can put your vaccination in there and then you could just show that at a lot of restaurants too. So you don't have to have your card but again i do feel like i just feel like it's wrong for so many levels that it's you only can have that one thing because people have different like let's say you do have an exemption for religious beliefs right. so now i can't get into this restaurant because i also right. have, like it's just too it's too convoluted 
for me that it just makes it like really, really crazy. And I get that people want to make things simple, but this is not a simple moment in no. our in history. And it just frustrates me because, again, I'm fully vaccinated and, and you know, but I I care about the people that potentially could could be getting discriminated against because they're they're not maybe fully on board with the vaccine yet or they have a reason why. And, and to your point, you could have been fully vaccinated going to that restaurant and had COVID. So right. why would not a negative COVID test be of the better thing to honestly have? And let me say this, you know, if you follow the podcast, you know that I, I mean, we had a conversation about certain companies mandating their, their workforce to get, you know, vaccines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I think that's okay. If you're working in a public field, like, you know, you're working in the airlines or, right. Uh, hospitals or daycare centers you're in a you're in a field where you're literally around multiple people all the time so I understand but this is people in their private lives singularly going to different events I'm not around all other people I'm not interacting I have my mask on when I go in I'm sitting on my own I don't think that's right you know that we have to we have to kind of draw the line somewhere and it's like yeah, if you work with a lot of people and you're you're in a service area, I understand requiring people to get a of you know a vaccination, um, a vaccination and a vaccination card, but I don't understand requiring people to just go to dinner, you know, right. and I'm not allowed to show you a negative COVID test. I don't understand that. Yeah, at all. We're living in this, this strange time for so many reasons right now. Is it is really strange. And to your point, look at what's happening with Southwest Airlines right now, because they were required um, and a lot of their pilots and everything have refused to get it. And then they're canceling flights. Like, so we're just living in a very strange time for so many reasons. And I do feel like, you know, back even to Dave Chappelle's special, there's so many levels of discrimination that are happening, you know, whether it's color and now whether it's backs. Because the other thing, when you say discrimination, and I thought that's what you were going at first, is we also have this like unhealthy almost beef between like vaxxers and non-vaxxers too that's going on that it's like I I respect your even listen I got it I have my reasons for why I got it if you don't feel like you should get it I respect it but it's like to now have this like unbiased like hate against like oh you're stupid oh you got the vaccine you're so dumb you let the government warp your mind I'm like actually it wasn't the government actually I just wanted you to do it but okay Mm -hmm. like so I feel like there's just all of these type of discriminatory things happening around the vaccine well I feel like things are very extreme right I mean it's like on one side you're you're vaccinated you're wearing masks and on the other side you're not vaccinated and you're not wearing masks I feel like it's a lot of that and it's like don't be stupid you know, just because you want to fight the government and, you know, right. You know, or you say know, I'm down because I, I, I let the government control. Right. Like, no, no but it's like I saw it and I was like, I want to be protected. It had nothing to do with the government. Right. But again, it's it's this like kind of like very stubborn, like, oh, well, I'm not participating in anything because, you know, I don't want people telling me what to do when you should be like, okay, well, I'm not on board with the vaccine, but I'm still going to wear my mask because I'm still going to try to be safe, you know, and I'm still going to try to protect the people around me. Like, it's like all or nothing at this point. And it's ridiculous. Like, just because you're not on board with the mat with the with the vaccine mandate doesn't mean that you need to just not be on board with any of it. Like you have to do something, whether it's you wear a mask, 
you get weekly COVID tests, you get the vaccine, you have to have some level of protection and you get to choose whatever it is that you want. That's a responsible thing to do. What I don't understand is these extremists who just are like, well, I'm not doing it and I'm revolting against everybody. Like you're an idiot and you're the reason why people are going to get sick. And And whether you want to believe it or not, people are getting sick and they're passing away. Right. And to your point, if you if if you choose not to be vaccine, but you're doing it at some level, you'll say for me to go to this restaurant, I'll go ahead and take a negative COVID test. That should also be okay. Exactly. You you are protecting the people around you in that establishment at some level. It's just the people that want to walk around like we're literally not in a pandemic. Like those people get under my skin so much. Like, I don't care what you do as long as you're practicing some level of protection whatever feels comfortable to you but you walking around still acting like it's 19 you know 2019 2019 like what the hell's wrong with you like it ain't 2019 like 2020 didn't just happen like you walking around like it's 2019 like giving hugs and stuff and kisses i was in the so funny you know how we used to be like you walk around like it's 1920 then we gotta be like you walk around like it's 2019 hello like i was in the club and i you know i'm trying to regain some sense of normalcy right so i walk in the club i'm masked up nobody got a mask on i don't care y'all live your life i'm living mine walk into the club i got my mask on i go you know we got we got a section i'm not here's another thing i'm not going to the club if we ain't got a section i'm not doing it i'm not gonna be out in the regular general population at the club during covid if that's what it is i'm just gonna stay home but no We got a section. That's the only reason I came out. We had our own little section. It was far away from all the, you know, unmasked people. Girl, I don't know. Girl comes over to our section and puts straddles the chair next to me and starts twerking her ass in the air. I'm like, girl, this is our section. You going to bring your COVID ass? You twerking on everybody into our section? Little stuff like that. Someone else came into our section because they were invited by someone in our section. Okay. The person tried to hug me and, and shake my hand. Girl, if you don't get your fucking ass. Oh, sorry. If you don't get your ass over there and not touch me, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't do that. I told you about when I went out uh-huh. to CLA and the same thing. I'm like, you gotta, and every time somebody came over, I'm like, I'm sorry. This is our section. You don't have a mask on. So I understand you want to lean over and take a picture, but you leaning over me and I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I t- Listen, the girl tried to shake my hand. I gave her a pound. She, she was like, oh. and it's like, like when you remind people that you're in a pandemic, it's like they look flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. like, like, girl, why are you looking at me like I got three heads? You ain't here trying to shake a stranger's hand. Lady, don't I don't know, know you. Got. And you don't know me. You don't know what I got. Hello. So it just be stuff like and that. I know people back to not washing your hands again because y'all wasn't doing it before. They had to give you commercials right. and PSAs on how to wash your hands. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> Listen, the second I touch a stranger, I be popping out with my little um my little um sanitation. I be right on my hand every time. So I'm trying, but these people be out here acting like it's 2019 and I'm not with it at all. And I don't care. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care what you got to say. I'm going to make sure you remember it's it's 2021, baby girl or baby boy. Don't be shaking my hand. Don't be hugging me. No. Okay. Don't don't come around me if you ain't wearing a mask and I don't know who you are. Okay. I'm right here maskless. 
And I was thinking about having a Halloween party and I might require vaccination cards. Oh, negative- now you just saw that. Or, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You let me finish. Vaccination cards or negative COVID okay. tests to get into okay. my house. Okay. All right. Okay. Actually, I think I might just require a negative COVID test because that vaccination there you go, card. The vaccination card. And maybe getting fake ones now. Thank so, you. you know, I need a test. Which is why I was telling you with clear. Like, and I do like that for because it makes you go through a process. Like it doesn't just right away take your card. It like maybe go through an approval process to prove that my card was real. Mm, that's good. I'm gonna have to download that when I go on my. Yeah, because I downloaded it for New York because a lot of New York restaurants accept that as you, if you just show them on clear. So that's that's you can use that anywhere. Yeah, so you just download the app. You don't have to buy the clear like package. They offer for free now the Vax, what they're calling like passport. But it does, and I guess that's why people are accepting it because it goes through a verification process to verify that you have a real vaccination card you uploaded. Right. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, stop discriminating against other people out here. You know, protect yourself and others. And stop acting like it's 2019 because I'm sick and of y'all. That's because and we getting sick again. Cold is sick back, flus is back. Put your mask on. I don't want none of it. I haven't gotten no COVID. So, Shana, you got COVID. I did not get it. <laughs> I thought I had it about six times, but I never got it. Shayna, you got COVID. My throat is hurting a little bit now, and you know I was already like lying. You know what? My throat's been hurting too, and I've been wrapping up. Listen, you see me walking around. I'm wrapped up like it's December and mid of December, and it's snowing. People are like what? I literally had a two top on today, and I had you know a scarf wrapped around my neck. People are like, why? That that don't make no sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah. So mind your business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for watching, Dexter. I hope you're okay. We hope you're okay. We are going to get Dex's wife's info going forward because that's the only way. We do because ever since he became a teacher, he's been a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the other one. Ever, ever since, since Garnett became a realtor, he's real people thing. hating on him. I'm about to be one of them. <laughs> like you see you how women, funny now. You see how women can multitask and still get it done? Okay. We got whole careers and we showing up. Right. Doing two, week. three, four things and we still here. Right. Mm. Uh, we will not talk to you next week yeah. because I'm on vacation. And then when we come back, it will be the 200th, 200th episode, two, zero, zero. That's huge. Of the Mina's House podcast. So while I'm on vacation, I'm going to be planning. Yeah to have a COVID safe virtual 200 celebration. Yes. That's right. so big. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. So thank and you guys for that will be here. They better be here. <laughs> it's Amina's house podcast. I mean to say what? I'm ashamed to be. We'll talk to you in two weeks to the 200, 200, two weeks. Bye.